Yeah. Do you remember when we had a podcast? Like a... Faintly, a, yeah. A regularly scheduled podcast? <laughs> it seems like a distant memory. Yeah, it's been it's a, been a little hectic. Um, it's been hard to schedule these podcasts in. I'm kind of forgetting how we do this. Yeah, it's it's been a hectic little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, welcome to Jedi Dropouts, by the way, uh, for anyone listening. Um, as always, I'm here with my. Uh, fuck! I, see, I'm so rusty. I don't even have a way to intro you. Um, I am here with my friend, who is a good friend, James Ross. <laughs> Did you catch how I introduced myself at the beginning of my stream today? I did, I did. You can, <laughs> you can, you can repeat that one for the folks at home if you want. The man of the hour, the man with the power, the man too sweet to be sour, the woman's pet, the man's regret, and what you see is what you get, and what you don't is sweeter yet. Mr. Jimmy Romantic. <laughs> that never gets old. No. And, and I'm Ryan Taylor. So um, this is this is a uh, Jedi Dropouts episode. First one since the end of September. Thereabouts, yeah. Yeah, and, and before that was the end of August. So this is like the second episode since the summer, and it is almost Halloween. Well, I mean, like, we've had busy months and stuff like that, and, like, you and Mitchell have been putting out content, but, like, you and I have scheduled to try and get this done, and then, like, life just, like, Kool-Aid man's through the wall, and it's like... <laughs> That's a good way to put it, yeah. Um, yeah, man, our schedules conflict a lot. Like, yeah, it's super easy for me and Mitchell to get together for a recording. I have my set two days off a week. He works night shifts. So in the day on those two days, it's it's free. Like we got two days we can record every single week. Yeah, exactly. Your schedule is all over the place. It is. And on top of that, like, you know, trying to spend time with Emily and, you know, taking care of the dog and trying to make it to the gym as much as I can. Oh yeah, I definitely have that same problem of trying to get to the gym all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Um and, and then of course, I mean, not to not to brag or toot our own horns here, but we took it upon ourselves to make our first con appearance and do a 24-hour charity gaming stream. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, it's been busy. It's been hard to fit it in. Um, so, I uh, uh, might as well say we're in the middle of our stream right now. Mitchell is yep. streaming Castlevania right now. We are not there for moral support because we have to try and fucking fit an episode in. Um, but Emily, being the wonderful fiancé she is, uh, has her laptop open down in the living room with Mitchell's stream open. So she's still supporting Mitchell even though you and I are currently unable to yeah even earlier when I was streaming Dark Souls and you were uh, off getting ready for your stream she was like taking part in the chat and stuff right yeah well part of it was like for the first little bit while she was still in bed it was me 
using her account because I just opened her laptop and went to Twitch and she was already signed in. And I didn't want to, you know, I had my laptop, like I had my computer set up ready to go for my stream. So I didn't want to fuck around too much with that. So I just wanted to leave my setup as is. So I just had to click start streaming and it was running. So I was commenting from her account and then when she woke up, she kind of took over for me. Fair enough. Um, so we mentioned we attempted to record. Let's let's talk about that for a second. We we technically recorded an episode. Um, yeah. At the beginning of October. We did. And it was a, a combination of things. Um, for starters, I, I'm like okay. Yes, the recording didn't come out very well because of an issue on your end. Yeah, I forgot to set my microphone to my actual microphone. So while I was recording, I had I was recording through the built-in mic on my laptop, which is shit, and it was picking up like all kinds of background noise. And yeah, I forgot to set it to my, you know, my actual microphone that has a pop filter and everything like that yeah yeah um but i will say uh i'm gonna take some of the responsibility here i'm gonna take a good chunk of it because i was like yeah it it didn't sound great and it was hard to mix around but about halfway through it i realized oh shit i planned out a a kind of shitty episode here this isn't that interesting to listen to because I, we were so excited about the whole Atlanticon thing, and we wanted to shout people out, and we kind of made a whole episode of just shouting people out, and, like, it wasn't that interesting to listen to, because it was just naming people. Yeah. It was, it was just us name-dropping. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, it was a bit of a wash, whatever. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to fly through what was actually relevant from that episode and then we're just going to chat about a bunch of geeky shit yeah yeah so um instead of going through everyone name my name i let's just just shout outs to everybody i know it was like a month ago now but everybody who uh we met and and were so awesome and so welcoming at atlanticon uh all the guests Everybody who took part in everything there, and and especially Jeff Keeping and the whole crew for putting the thing together. Oh yeah, just just a very general shout out. It was I had a lot of fun that weekend, and I can't wait to go back to the next one. I will be there without a doubt. I I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> without a, and I was like, God damn it, James, you got to wear clothes. Without a pants. Yes, exactly. Without a pants. Without a pants, I will be there. Um, <laughs> a singular... Without a singular pant. I will be there with no pantaloons whatsoever. <laughs> um, by the way, I feel like at some point during this episode, just to timestamp this, um, I feel like at some point during this episode, we should take a random quote from, from our conversation and just, just leave it in Mitchell's uh, stream chat. Just out of context. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll think about that and do that after. Uh, the other thing we did is we uh, we had a, a physical mailbag with us at Atlanticon. We took a bunch of um, suggestions that way. 
And so we answered some. So we're not going to ignore those questions now. We we do have to still do that. Yeah. Uh, even though we have seen the questions already and we've had, I guess, like a month to think it over. Well, I completely... I completely forgot about them, so, I mean, I remember one answer I gave to a question, you were like, wow, man, that's a really, really good answer, but I can't even remember what the question was, let alone the answer I gave to it, so, fuck. Hopefully, I still pull it off. We got four, no, uh, five questions. Shit, I forgot about the first one. Uh, the first one is from a guy named Kevin, who dropped by for a, a chat during Atlanticon, uh, and... You can find him over at YouTube. Um, trying to remember the name of his channel. It's Kevin's Chaotic Tunnel, if I believe. If, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'll try and find it right now while we're talking. Yeah. Uh, try and remember that one because I, I kind of skimmed through the recording just to uh, get the questions back there. Like Kevin's Chaotic Shuttle. Shuttle. There you go. Kevin's Chaotic Shuttle. Not Tunnel. I tried. Uh, he said, uh, "Why do you think Disney dropped LucasArts Gaming's?" And uh, yeah, he mentioned games like Monkey Island, and he's got a good point. Like uh, LucasArts Games used to put out a fucking ton of great games. Um, trying to even remember some of the the bigger ones there, uh, like a lot of the old Star Wars games, of course. Like he said, Monkey's Island, and. Uh, I feel like that must have died off somewhere between uh, EA getting the rights to the Star Wars games and maybe Disney buying LucasArts in general. I feel like somewhere between there, that's probably what happened. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. Oh yeah, because they did like Grim Fandango and Day of the Tentacle. They did a lot of good games. Sam and Max was... I, I I hear you, Kevin. I, I really wish they would they would be putting out more of that stuff, or even like getting some modern remasters of some of those old games. Would be would be fucking sweet. Um, I don't know if I have much else to say there other than, yeah, it really sucks that we don't get those anymore. And uh, Disney is Disney's great. I I like what they do, but at the same time, if they don't see the money in it, they're not going to make it. And unfortunately, those were great games that weren't really big sellers. Yeah. Personally, I thought of a joke, but you got in. You got into actually answering the question, and me. You know, I've. It's two thirty in the afternoon, and I've already been awake for ten hours. Yeah. So like, I'm running on fumes so i'm a little slow on the draw right now so i didn't get it off in time so go for it go for it you, you teased it now you gotta say it. <laughs> when you said uh kevin's chaotic tunnel and then i corrected you saying kevin's chaotic shuttle was his youtube channel i was gonna say that kevin's chaotic tunnel is a Pornhub channel uh, uh see i'm slow on the draw today I'm tired. I, I literally just finished a three-hour stream. Well, uh, let's move on from a Pornhub joke. This isn't even the order I was going to do the questions, but it has to be now just because you made a Pornhub joke. <laughs> Reasonable Cat Lady uh, wants to know, do you 
all personally feel that you are taking steps to combat or counter toxicity in your respective fandoms, what steps are you taking to keep your fandoms welcoming welcoming to all fans? Because that is a perfect way to follow up a Pornhub joke. Yeah. Uh, this was honestly like one of the best questions I think we've ever been asked on this yeah. podcast in terms of it being an actual serious conversation, uh, serious question that starts a, a great conversation. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know about you. I'm just speaking for myself here, but I do not sit idly by if I hear someone make a comment that I feel is out of the way. If I feel, if I, if I see something that I feel is wrong or toxic in these fandoms i i try and shut that shit down immediately yeah i think we do a pretty decent job like i mean you know there's always room for improvement but we do a pretty decent job of calling out toxicity when we see or hear it um we both try and use fairly inclusive language especially when we're uncertain of you know someone's preferred pronouns and shit like that we just like yeah i'll crack you know some jokes that could be offensive in some ways but i try to make them so that they're not offensive to people like based on race or sexuality or you know things that are beyond people's control or you know things like that yeah and see that's a thing too um a lot of people don't see the line between making, say, let me just just for example, say a joke about religion, or like a joke about the church, versus something that is racist or sexist. Yeah. For me personally, the way I, I do it I, I, is because you can't just cut out everything that anyone would deem offensive. I feel like if the person that is being jo- made fun of or, or if the joke is at the expense of, is in a position of power, it's okay. The joke should never be at the expense of someone who is is not in the position of power. That's that's where it gets... Someone marginalized, maybe. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, tying this back into the stream marathon that we're currently taking a break from... Yes. Um, I was playing some Pokemon Showdown the other day basically just practicing for my stream that's happening later tonight and I was just playing random matches against you know whoever it matched me up against online and I ended up against someone who decided to make their username synagogues be shot up wow and this was four hours after the shooting in Pittsburgh and so when I smoked this kid in Pokemon Showdown, I made sure to tell him before he left the match what a piece of shit he was for having such a shitty name like that. Because, I mean, can you imagine, like, okay, you are, you know, you just lost a loved one or, like, your aunt or uncle was in the synagogue fearing for their life when this was going on. And then you go home and you're like, man, like I want to play some Pokemon to take my mind off of things. And you end up playing against someone with a name like that. So like, I didn't want to give him like, 
I waited till the end of the match to say something to him because, you know, otherwise, like, he would have just probably tried to troll me in the chat the entire time we were playing because that's probably how, you know, someone who would make a name like that gets their jollies. So, you know, I just kicked his ass at the game and then rubbed that in his face. Um, so a, a good way to, to tie it all in and uh, yeah, move on here. Like you said, a, a lot of people go to not just like a game like Pokemon, but but video games, uh, movies, TV shows. They go to these places to try and escape. The, yeah. the the current situation just to take their minds off things a little bit of escapism uh, yeah exactly it can be good for the soul a little bit and um, I feel like in a way that's what we try and do here like we don't typically get into these conversations on the podcast because we like the po- not not to say that we we don't want to get involved or anything like that we ab- that is absolutely not the case it it is more that we like this podcast to be a place where people can take their minds off the shittiness of the current world because there's a lot of shit out there and there's so many places you can go to read about and hear about that kind of stuff there's so many uh fantastic political podcasts out there where you can dive into that yeah i feel like for the most part this podcast is just like hey uh you had a rough day the news is is shitty Turn this on and listen to these two idiots ramble about Pokemon and superheroes and just exactly you know we don't we, we just want a, a fun easygoing safe space yeah I, I uh but that all being said if if you ever hear us say something on the podcast or or post something online that you feel is maybe not on the right side of things like feel free to call us out or even just message us like we're totally open to criticism we're not perfect no and we we do realize that this is a podcast coming from the view of two white men you know yeah. we're not uh, we're only human exactly um we make mistakes yeah but when we do make mistakes if people correct us you know don't attack us educate us if we make a mistake educate us in what we've done wrong and we will own up to any mistakes we've made um and we're not we're not gonna get our backs up about this stuff we're not that's not us i mean maybe in younger years i might have but hey man you that's that's what growing old's all about you yeah. learn right exactly okay so, um, we got two, uh, three more questions, I guess, out of our mailbag that we addressed in the attempted episode. Yeah. Um, we got one here from Smashly Draws. She wants to know if you could be any color, what color, and why? And also, if you could pick a color for each other, what color would you choose? This is a very fun, silly question, and I love it. Yeah. Um,. I believe what I said the last time was that I would definitely not choose blue because I would be constantly making Eiffel 65 and Blue Man Group jokes, which would then lead to me being divorced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I think I'm going to stick with the exact same answer I had last time, and that is that I would probably have to go with red uh, entirely because that would make like a potential Hellboy cosplay real easy. Yep. Couple couple sawed off horns and and shave the mustache and like a little bit of the beard. I'm good. Uh, there you go. Yeah. We got. Uh, I'm gonna keep the same approach I originally took to this question and take it from a Lantern Core uh, mm. perspective. Yeah. Um, I gave you uh, Indigo, didn't I? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Saying that. You know, I I felt like you would be indigo because you're a fairly compassionate person. And for Probably. myself, I went with yellow because they're the Lantern Corps that is, you know, powered and motivated by fear. And, you know, I, I'm a strong believer in, you know, conquering your fears. I love horror movies. Like, when horror movies scare me, I fucking love it. Yep. Um, I mean, if you're not afraid, like, to go do something, like, if you just shelter yourself from fear all the time, it's not really that exciting of a life, is it? Like, you know, you got to chase after some things that scare you. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to say yellow for you, but that's just because then you look like a Simpson. Exactly. And I love me some Simpsons. Damn right. Uh, so, April asked why. To which I said, why not? I said because. Um, so you can stick with either one of those answers, whichever is up your alley. But, if we're going to get a bit more into this one, yeah. why, I mean... This is the kind of stuff me and you talk about all the time anyway. Yeah. So we just said like, hey, if we're going to be talking about this shit all the time anyway, like let's just record it, put it out there. And the number of people that have reached out to us because of this podcast saying like, you know, like this brightens up their day. Like they listen to us and they laugh like, you know, they use listening to two morons just prattle on about nerdy shit yep. as an escape. The fact that, you know, we've met people and connected with people and made people's day better just by recording ourselves talking about, you know, geeky stuff we're passionate about. Like, man... What better reason is there? Yeah, see, that that was the one where I was like, wow, you actually found a, a deep answer to a, a not-so-deep question. Uh, yeah. No, but uh, I, 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 love, I love this podcast. I love doing this. And I so love do I. Everything that's come out of it. Um, and the last question, of course, uh, was... My question, which was, James, is your refrigerator running? <laughs> which I, I managed to sneak into the uh, mailbag. At Atlanta, I can't so. remember what my original answer to that one was. I, I feel like, like I... 
I think I, I had something pretty... witty to say. Yeah, I think it was vulgar and... Yeah, yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so that was the mailbag, the uh, second attempt at, that, at doing that one. Um, we will get more done much quicker from here on out. We're going to try and actually get on some semblance of a schedule and uh, yep. get through some of those Atlanticon questions. Um, so yeah, let's get into all the recent news and shit. Like, there's been so much. Um, hell, since we last talked, we got legalized. That happened. Yep. Legalization day. Um, I mean, that's cool. I'm interested to see what it does for our economy. Me too, I, actually. I, I think it's going to be good for our economy. Like... I'm going to age myself pretty badly here, but I literally haven't smoked weed in 15 years. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> I quit smoking weed 15 years ago. <laughs> like, fuck's yeah. sakes. Don't don't give anything else away. Don't, don't let, let them do the math themselves. Yeah. Um, but... It's it's pretty funny that we would even take the time to talk about legalization and that we're both like I mean I, I feel like we're both pretty pro legalization here. Oh yeah. But like you're straight edge and I have never smoked up. So um yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. And and not that I'm against smoking up like I probably would, but uh yeah I, I'm not great with smoke. I'm not even great around like campfires and stuff, you know. Uh, lungs aren't aren't the the best for that stuff, I guess. No, and I mean even people who are seasoned smokers, yeah, tend to cough a lot when they smoke weed. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I tried it when I was a teenager. It wasn't my jam. All I mean. Especially now that it's legal, I'll never condemn anyone for doing it. But even before it was legal, I was just always of the mindset like, you know, if you want to, that's cool. Just, you know, don't be a dick about it. Yeah. Like, that's what it comes down to. Don't be a dick about it. Yeah. Like, don't give me shit because I don't smoke weed. Don't smoke weed in, like, someone's house or car that they don't want you smoking weed in. Yeah. You know, basically just don't be a dick about it. Yeah. Other than that, live and let live. So, one thing I wanted to talk about on on today's episode. Yep. Are are you feeling the superhero burnout yet? I I definitely am. I'm I'm feeling it, man. I was talking about this the other day at the gym with someone too. Like, we were both like me and this other guy were leaving the gym same time, and we were talking about it like. You know, we were just like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, oh, I'm probably just going to binge watch Daredevil Season 3. And he was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's out. I was like, yeah, I used to get a lot more excited for these things when, you know, there wasn't something new just constantly just in my face. Yeah, it's, it's getting a little too much. Uh, yeah. I felt my first little bit of like, real burnout when I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Like, I was watching I only just it. watched that last week, so... Yeah, it's been... Uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago now. But, uh... 
I was watching it and I was thinking, man, there's a lot of great stuff in this movie. I should be loving this. Why do I feel so bored right now? Yeah. It was, it was this weird experience of like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it, there's no novelty to it anymore because it's just every day there's something else, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, I agree with you there. Like, there's so much going on, but then like, being like, oh, this is in the same universe as that and shit like that. Like, I find myself just like questioning shit. Like, yeah. you have the Defenders taking place in the same universe as the Avengers. Yeah. And Tony Stark pretty much found Peter Parker off a YouTube video. Pretty much, yeah. Then, where, like, it's safe to assume that Luke Cage ended up on his radar with the whole, like, Harlem's Hero app. You would imagine, yep. Like, a fucking full app about it. But then, like, I have a hard time believing that the threats in The Defenders are, you know as big of threats as they come across in the show because if they were really that big of a threat I mean like Iron Man showed up and fucking just welded a boat back together with like maybe a hundred people on it in Spider-Man Homecoming yeah so if the shit that's going on in Defenders and everything is you know as terrible as the show wants you to think it is where the fuck are the Avengers where the fuck is Iron Man if he thought it was pertinent enough to come and like weld this boat back together this little ferry right off New York with like everything that was going on with fucking Iron Fist and like when the Punisher was like going loose in New York and everyone was like you know in Daredevil season 2 Yep. How come Tony Stark and them never thought it was relevant to pop in and put a stop to that? That's a fucking good question, man. So, I mean, I just have trouble, like, yeah, taking the threats in the Netflix series seriously. Or even some of the other movies in the MCU. Um, I'm a little conflicted between wanting all of these like less popular heroes like like the fact that um some of these heroes are finally getting their time to shine on the big screen is great but at the same time it's like there's no uh i don't know it's just like an oversaturated market right um, well yeah and it's i feel like it's gonna end up being one of those things like almost like the western where uh it just it fades out and it it loses its time as as the 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 leading style of movie like the big blockbuster and and we're gonna get like hopefully at that point we'll just be getting fewer but higher quality ones you know what i mean we're not gonna get this many marvel and dc movies forever can't last no um 
I made a little list. Uh, I made two little lists, actually. One of them is every Marvel and DC movie and TV show that has appeared on screen since we started the podcast a year and a half ago. And the second one is every Marvel and DC movie and TV show that will appear in the next calendar year. You ready for this? <laughs> Let's have it. Okay, since we've started Jedi Dropouts, it has been a year and a half. We have had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Justice League, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Deadpool 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Venom. And TV shows, we've had at least one season each of Iron Fist, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, The Punisher, Defenders, Legion, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Inhumans, The Gifted, Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, Arrow, the Flash, Gotham, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titans. Yeah. That is 20 TV shows and 10 movies, and that's not including non-Marvel and DC shit, or like uh, Vertigo stuff, like uh, iZombie or Preacher or all these other ones. That is just base Marvel-DC universe stuff. That's too much. Uh, next year, in, in just the, like one year from now, we will we will then have Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, Aquaman, Shazam, Joker, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, The New Mutants, Captain Marvel, Avengers 4, Spider-Man Far From Home, as well as the TV shows New Warriors, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, Stargirl, Pennyworth, Watchmen, and Batwoman. It's yeah. fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. It is insane. Yeah. Like, like I'm already having trouble keeping up, like... Like, I yeah. binged through Daredevil, and right now I'm, like, PVRing uh, Legends Tomorrow, Supergirl, Arrow, and Flash. And I'm going to watch Black Lightning on Netflix. You are doing such a better job with this than me. I can't keep up at all. But just keeping up with those five shows consumes so much of my time. Yeah, that's a lot, man. Like, yeah, the argument could be made like, oh, it's only five hours a week, but keeping up with that while working full-time and trying to do the podcast and just trying to have a life, and it gets hectic. Yeah. Plus, like, there's things Emily wants to watch that, you know, like, we watch together. Like, we'll watch stuff on the Food Network while we're eating supper and stuff like that. Like... It's time-consuming. It's a real commitment. And then, like... Before you know it, Aquaman's gonna be out. Not long, man. Yeah, and then after that, like... It's gonna be another thing, and another thing. And it's just well, like... There's it's never like, a gap. Within, like, in December, we're getting that Spider-Man animated movie and Aquaman. Yeah. Again. And... Until we get those, I have a plethora of shows keeping me occupied. Like, I look back when, like, movies like The Dark Knight or the first Iron Man were coming out. Yeah. Like, the superhero movies were so sparse that I would have them marked on my calendar. I would be so excited and going down and being the first one in line to go. Like, opening night. But now it's just kind of like, 
Oh, another one? Like, didn't yeah, I just really. see... Excuse me. Like, didn't I just see a superhero movie, like, two weeks ago? And there's another one already? The fact that Marvel themselves, the MCU, put mm-hmm. out... And I'm, I'm not exaggerating here. One year. From the beginning of July 2017 to the beginning of July 2018. They put out one, two, three, four, five movies. Yeah. That's too much. Like, yeah. I think they have a good system with their three movies a year. But they need to spread it out more. Yeah. Like, give us one in the spring, one in the summer, one in the fall. Keep it... Yep. Nice and spread out. And I feel like that's a decent number, but even then, it's getting a little too much. Yeah. Especially with all the other shit. Um, like, it's to the point now where trailers come out, and, like, before I used to be, like, jumping out of my seat, like, oh, shit, that trailer looks so good. And now I'm just, like, sat back, just like, oh, yeah, that looks like something I might watch. Yeah. Uh, so Daredevil season three, yeah. Uh, this was like kind of the nail in the coffin for me with the burnout thing, because when I realized that there was an entire season of Daredevil, and I am in no hurry to watch it, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm burned out. Yeah, really though. I have it sitting there. It's been out for a couple weeks. I'll get around to it. This is the first time one of these shows has come out, and I didn't immediately consume it. Yeah. Now, I will say, Daredevil Season 3 was fantastic. Like, once I started watching it, I did yeah. not put it down till it was done. It looks great. But I, I, I'm at the point now where, like, instead of just trying to convince myself this is what I want to watch right now, I'm going to wait until I'm actually, like, uh, eager to watch it, and that way I'll enjoy it more, maybe? Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, fair there's, there's, it there's had so one much. of the longest uh, single shot fight scenes I've ever seen and I thought that I've, was cool as fuck I've heard it was I've heard the, uh, episode 4 had a great fight scene yep that's the one I'm talking about nice and I guess we should also mention um, in the same vein or do you want to talk about Daredevil season 3 a little bit more first before we move on to anything else um I don't really want to talk too, too much about it. Uh, I will say that, like, Emily's not huge into the comic book things. and she, But, like, she would come in while I was watching this show, and she would actually, like, sit down and ask me to catch her up on what had happened since the last time she popped in. And I thought it was really well done. The villain was a good choice. The story entire plot and story of the season was a good one yeah also a uh, quick update the extra life stream is currently at 190 dollars Woo! we're inching up to 200 wasn't that our initial goal it was but i'm wondering should i should i increase it or just let it overflow the goal because we're just we're just going to keep taking donations as long as people oh god know. yes um, um I think once we hit 200, we should readjust the goal because if people see like, oh, they've already surpassed their goal, they might be less inclined to donate. True. Yeah. So once we actually hit the 200 mark, 
yeah. or surpass 200, then maybe we'll bump it back to 300, say. Yeah. We're time, or, time or even 250. Ourselves. Yeah. We're, we're time stamping ourselves quite a bit here. Yeah. Because um, this episode won't come out for a few days at least. Yeah. Um, so in, in talks of the uh, Netflix, Daredevil, Defenders, that whole thing, uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage both canceled, hey? Yeah. Iron Fist I wasn't surprised about. Luke Cage kind of surprised me. Yeah, it did a little bit, I gotta say. I didn't expect Luke Cage because I, I thought... Luke Cage really pulled in viewers, whereas Iron Fist, not so much. Um, I gotta wonder how long Daredevil and Jessica Jones and that stuff is gonna last. I feel like the only reason they're not canceling it right now is because, well, people are watching season three of Daredevil right now, and they're working on another season of Jessica Jones, I'm pretty sure. See, Daredevil has pulled in the most, like... Out of its three seasons, it's been consistent with being good and pulling in viewers. Yeah, for sure. Um, the thing that surprised me most about Luke Cage being cancelled was that Luke Cage got cancelled before Jessica Jones did. I think, honestly, the only reason is I'm pretty sure season three of Jessica Jones is already in production. So I yeah. feel like it's probably going to get canned after that or maybe the halt production i don't know but i feel like um luke cage and iron fist were at points where there was no new season in production and it was an easy out yeah like just business wise now what about the theory that they're canceling the two shows but they're gonna combine them into a single heroes for hire show see that is what i want that's the optimist view that I want to take, but like, being a realist, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. No, the analytical side of me is just looking at these cancellations and thinking about how Disney is launching its own streaming service, and like, you know, I don't know, man. I don't. Yeah, Heroes for Hire would be fucking great. That would be that would, honestly, I even as as much as I love Luke Cage, and as much as I love Iron Fist season two, I feel like. A Heroes for Hire show would be the best version of all of that. I agree. Uh, it's could... kind of funny seeing Danny partnered up with Ward Meacham at the end yeah. of that show, like trotting the globe with Ward, as opposed to being paired up with Luke. But Luke's gone all Scarface, so yeah. But I mean, that's the thing too. Like, if you were gonna pick it up from there, they're both in questionable situations to end off their own seasons so you could spend the first couple of episodes building up to them becoming the heroes for hire and then the last half being like more so actiony and more like you know um whatever villain they're trying to take down or whatever um that kind of thing it, it yeah, could work sure. in terms of a story arc but is that what they're doing, or, or is that it? Are we done with them? I want it to be the Heroes for Hire thing, but I think they're just done. Man, honestly, I think the most disappointing part of all of it, even if it, like, it, even, even though I, you know, there's shows that I enjoy watching that I don't get to see anymore, 
the most disappointing part is like if that is the last time we ever see Mike Coulter as Luke Cage I am so bummed right Mike Coulter is just fucking great it's fantastic yeah so let's see what other uh, any other new shows or movies or anything you've been watching I know Venom didn't come to Cornerbrook yeah, so I didn't get to see Venom, which, I mean, okay, everyone was, like, we heard lots of shit about Venom having poor reviews and everything like that. Yeah. But yet, it's been doing pretty well at the box office. It has. And I saw, um the guy who did my Mega Man tattoo okay, he's yeah. he's a big comic book fan uh, Greg Marsden out of Brass Anchor in Halifax yeah for sure and he's a big comic book fan and pretty much like he tattoos almost exclusively geeky things like he does like Transformers back pieces and Ninja Turtle sleeves and like Mega Man and Venom and Spider-Man and X-Men and shit like that. Like, that's what he loves to do. And he went and saw Venom, and he was kind of like, fuck the critics. Like, I thought it was a great movie. I've heard it's really fun. I've heard it's way funnier than people expected. And I've heard it's... uh... Take this criticism as you will. I've heard it fits more in the line of late 90s to early 2000s superhero movies. And okay. It feels a lot feels a lot like uh, people made comparisons to like Blade Trinity. It feels like that era of superhero movie. You know, I didn't hate Blade Trinity, so No, like and I know some people did, but like the Blade movies I think are are fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, like like sure, those movies are a bit dated. And, and maybe yeah. it's a case of Venom just came too late. It wasn't in the right time. But, I mean, those movies hold up. Like, some of them do. Half of them do. Like, X-Men, X2, uh, first two Spider-Man movies. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty fucking good era of superhero but movies. But, you know what? There's a lot of movies that a lot of people don't like that I fucking love. Yeah? Like... I've argued with, like, three people in the last, like, four days about the new Halloween. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he he agreed completely with what I'm going to say about the new Halloween. Okay. Uh, we're going to have to... Okay, what we're going to do, we're going to get through some other stuff here, and then we're just going to go all out talking about horror we've been watching. Because yep. it's October, it's, it's, it's almost Halloween, you know. Yep. Uh, so we chatted about Venom a little bit. Neither of us have seen it yet. Um, I, I still have high hopes for it. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I'm still I'm still feeling good about Venom. Uh, did you watch any Titans? No, I haven't had a chance to watch any either. I I was skeptical going in. Is there any way to watch it besides subscribing to DC's streaming service? Because I don't really want to uh, subscribe to a streaming service just for one show. Do you mean, is there any way legally? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. I don't think so. Well, um, yeah. I ha- I have ways, but 
Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's see. I got two other little pieces of uh, movie news, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. But, but Titans, though. Um, like, I was very skeptical, but it's gotten really, really good reviews. And I've actually heard a few people recommend it highly. Like, I heard one comment saying that it is the most faithful adaptation of the Robin character that we've seen on screen. Which sounds pretty fucking cool to me. Yeah. But I mean, the most faithful we've seen on screen. Like, what else does that have to be compared to besides, like, Chris (laughs) O'Donnell? Burt Ward, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but... (laughs) Yeah, I know. Burt Ward... That's like the Boy Wonder stuff, though, right? Yeah. It's not, uh, you know... Robin. Yeah, exactly. Um... Uh, let's cap off the superhero talk real quick. The last thing that we've really got to talk about is James Gunn is making Suicide Squad 2. Yep. I fucking said if Disney didn't get their shit together, somebody was going to nab the guy. And fucking DC did it. Yep. Good on them, you know? Like, I I really hope DC can get their shit together. Here's a question for you. Okay. All the support that... um. Dave Batista was giving James Gunn during that whole thing. Yeah. If he was to play a character in Suicide Squad 2 working with James Gunn, who would you cast Dave Batista as? Without thinking about it at all, Bane. Bane would be a very good choice. You could even go with like classic um cuz Bane is is uh originally Mexican or Brazilian or something, right? Uh, he's from either Central or South America. I'm not sure off the top of my head. He's got the build, though, right? Yeah, exactly. You could go a very classic Bane route. And, um... James Gunn could pull that shit off. Yep. Who else? You got anybody else in mind there? Um... I mean... If they didn't already have Killer Croc, I would have said him. Well, yeah. I don't think it would be uh, that big a deal to recast, though. Yeah, but I mean, they don't really need to recast if there's nothing wrong with the character. True, true. Hmm. I'm not that familiar with the comics Suicide Squad, so I don't really know who, you know. I think you can just take most, like, Gotham villains and stick them in there, though, right? Well, pretty much any DC villains. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would have made a he would have made a decent bronze tiger if you know bronze tiger wasn't African American. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. But yeah, I I would love to see him make the leap over there and and make a movie with his his friend James Gunn. Um, well, I think Dave Bautista is great anyway. Yeah, me too. He's phenomenal. Uh, did you happen to see the movie Hotel Artemis? No. It's worth a watch. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, he plays, like, the right hand to the main character. Um, it's like a sci-fi crime thriller about this futuristic city. Uh, it takes place in a underground illegal hospital for villains. Or, sorry, sorry not villains, for, for criminals. Um, and Jodie Foster plays this nurse who basically just takes in uh, wanted criminals 
and heals them and puts them back out on the street. And uh, Dave Bautista plays her right hand. You got like Jeff Goldblum and uh, fuck who else is in that movie? Uh, I forget who else is in it, but I mean, just those three alone sell it, right? What about King Shark? King Shark, there you go. And you know what? Uh, James Gunn could sell a King Shark. Or even Parasite. Yeah. That would be man. a good one, too. For sure. I hope he just goes all out with it and get gets weird and, and does his thing. Because that will be... Like, if James Gunn can put his voice on this movie, then that will be a big step to fixing DC's issue. Just looking at what other people he could fucking bring into this. I think I think he would be able to play Black Adam pretty well too besides uh Dwayne Johnson. Oh yeah, I could see that. That could work, yeah. Anyway, moving on to one more little thing here. Um uh, the Star Wars TV series headed by John Favreau uh has been revealed. Yeah. It is going to be a full-on Mandalorian TV show. Nice. Have you read into this much? I haven't. The only news around this I've seen lately is that the Boba Fett movie has been scrapped. Yes, the Boba Fett movie got scrapped. I'm thinking definitely due to Solo not making a lot of money. Yeah. But, I mean, the the fact that they're making a Mandalorian TV show... I think that makes up for it. I think so. John Favreau knows what he's doing. Yeah. If done well, that will definitely make up for it. Let's see. Uh, eight episode spinoff series, late 2019, exclusively on Disney's streaming service. It takes place somewhere between uh, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Nice. It actually takes place on the planet Mandalore, which is fucking cool. Yeah. He he did a big, uh, I can't find it here now, but he did like a huge uh, post about it, talking about um, what exactly the show was going to be about, and he kind of went into some detail. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to find it here, because it was a really cool write-up he had there. Here it goes. Uh, John Favreau posted, and this was October 3rd, it's been a while, um, all he posted was, The Mandalorian. After the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. I think this is going to be fucking great. Hell yeah. I'm, I have high hopes for the show. And that's coming from someone who has never given a flying fuck about Boba Fett or Jango Fett or the Mandalorians in general. But I feel like there's more to those characters than I have personally seen. And I feel like that is something I could get into if done right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, two other things I want to quickly talk about. Just two things that have completely taken over my life for the last couple weeks. Um, I have been doing two things very, very exclusively, and that is playing PS4 and reading comics. It's like I'm 10 years old all over again. 
as if it's any different from my regular life. But for starters, I got my hands on Spider-Man PS4. Yeah. And I played the fuck out of it. I played so much. I did everything I could possibly do. Uh, that's not true. I, I didn't 100% the game. But I came very close, and I did, like, just about everything in this game. I came very close to 100%ing it. And I would have if I actually owned a copy. I borrowed it. Um, I love this game so much. And I really hope that you get your PS4 going again so you can... I do, too. ...experience this thing, man. Yeah. It's so great from start to finish. And the other thing that has taken over my life is I have also been borrowing... Uh, comics, graphic novels from the public library because they have an insanely good selection that I've been taking advantage of. Um, and I've been taking I've been slowly working my way through every issue of Hellboy and Saga. Shit. Hellboy, of course, being one of my favorite superheroes of all time, it's something I've been meaning to really like finish up and actually get every little piece of uh so i'm quite a ways through that and saga is a brian k vaughn comic and honestly like I've, I've heard good things about it for years i'm not exaggerating when i tell you this i am five volumes in and i think this might be the single greatest comic i've ever read wow like like i i don't i don't say those words lightly this might be my favorite comic of all time, and I'm nowhere near finished. It is amazing, and I've told a few people I've been I've been like praising it up. I do feel that if this ever got like um, so, okay, let me let me back up a step. The creator is not really into the idea of having it adapted for TV or movies. It currently is like it has been consistently one of the best-selling comics in the world, and even though it's on Image Comics, it still manages to outsell The Walking Dead somehow. Wow! And I feel like if this ever got a proper adaptation on TV or movies, I'm not exaggerating when I say this could be Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Marvel big. It could be that big if they ever adapted it fuck because this, this thing is just a comic book that's all they have and like it's getting funko pops it's selling like fucking crazy and it's it's just so good like i am it's like it's it's kind of marketed as star wars meets game of thrones because it's like an intergalactic adventure tale set be between two sides uh, two opposing forces, and it's got, uh, like, and it, it, but it, it, at the same time, it has, like, uh, graphic violence and sex in the Game of Thrones style, and it is just so good. Every character is amazing. I'm absolutely hooked on this thing. I recommend it to everybody. And, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Nice. Needed to clear all that up. Um, one other thing before we get into... The horror. Uh, you got your hands on Mega Man Eleven. Oh, I definitely did. We never got a chance to chat about that. I love it. Um, goddamn the Switch for being the only newer gen console that can't stream without a capture card. Ah, uh, yeah. 
because I would have been streaming this game for sure. I mean, oh yeah, honestly, I love this game so much. I'm so glad I bought it for the Switch though because my PS4 shit the bed. Of course, yeah. But I've been playing and playing and playing this game. Like I've been taking my Switch to work with me and playing it on my breaks. Um, just seeing like how much I could shave off my best times and stuff. But I think because with Mega Man 9 and 10, they went back to the 8-bit style and they pretty much made it just like the first two or three. Okay, yeah. And that was fun and all, but like I just felt like those games regressed. Yeah. And was like, well, maybe if we go back to what people loved in the late 80s, early 90s, people love this game too. And there were good games, but I feel like Mega Man 11 was the next step forward instead of like taking a step back and like jumping back to safe, familiar territory. Okay, yeah. yeah. I feel like they took a step forward, tried something new, and succeeded. Yeah. Because this double gear system that they have, like, it took me a little bit to get the hang of it, but once I got it down, like, I love it. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, I can't find anything I dislike about this game. I mean, the challenge modes are a little hard, but, I mean, it's a fucking Mega Man game, so what do you expect? Well, yeah. But... The music and the levels was catchy, like, the level designs, the bosses were fun, like, I thought it, like, I thought it was great. My first playthrough, I full completed the game in, I think, 11 hours total playtime. And that's, like, having every item, like, from the shop. Nice. Yeah. And then I went back through again, like I decided which ones I deemed necessary and only bought them. And I got my, I got my playtime down to, uh, two, three-ish hours. Wow, that's a big jump. Yeah. Well, I mean, this first, the first one took a lot of like, it was where like, I didn't want to look up which bosses were weak to what. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of dying, a lot of game overs. But now, like, I can just pick up the game and I know, like, which boss I can beat first and what boss to beat after that with the weapon I get from him. Like, you know, I got it down now. Hopefully, uh, maybe at some point you could get around to streaming some of that if you can get the... yeah. Well, I'd have to get a capture card for that, which I do intend on getting sometime in the future. It's just not in the cards right now financially. Other things need my attention first. Yeah. I am looking at maybe streaming some more, though. It's fun. It's a lot of fun, especially, like, I mean, today I was streaming and I only had, like, eight people watching, but... Like, the people that were there, like, including you and Mitchell, 
were engaging with me and stuff like that and it just adds like that extra little bit of fun to something i would do anyway like i would be playing these games anyway but then i have people watching me and interacting with me and it just adds this extra fun element to it yeah honestly um that's something else i should mention uh i've become like really engrossed with twitch lately and like i've streamed a fair bit uh i streamed a bunch of spider-man and stuff like that and I'm going to start doing it regularly where, like, uh, later on tonight, I'm starting Uncharted 4 as part of our marathon. And I'm going to continue that, and my whole playthrough of the game is going to be streamed live on Twitch. Sick. Uh, but also, I've just been, like, hopping on Twitch, uh, finding someone streaming a game that I'm interested in with, like, 10, 15 viewers, and just hopping in and chatting and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it's really cool just like uh chatting with people online and like like especially if you find the right group that is um like super friendly and welcoming and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, uh you're not always going to find that, but when you do no. find it, it's great. You know what? I'm going to shout some of them out right now. Um Cool. I I, I came across uh, one night I was uh a couple weeks ago I was um, looking up some Spider-Man gameplay and I came across this room and they were just the nicest bunch they they like uh, some of them came and listened to the podcast after they were they like they gave us a bunch of follows and they were like shouting us out and stuff um, so this uh, the streamer and I've, I've hopped into his chat a few times now is Fonzie 530 that's F-O-N-Z-I-E 530 the dude is fantastic um I've hopped into I was, I was chatting with him last night again he's playing some Assassin's Creed and he's got this like nice little crowd of people uh let's see there's one guy who goes by Deadpool 175 there's another one uh the underscore attack underscore of underscore geek and the other one, uh, I believe, is foreign. I believe uh, it's a German guy named... I don't know how to pronounce this, but... Uh, S-O-W-A-S-W-I-E-E-I-N-F-A-N. So was why I'm... I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. But I'm following all of them on, on Twitch now, and I've been hosting a bit of them. And they're just a good crowd that, like... Um, they're all about positivity and... and helping each other out and growing your followers and i don't know it's just I, i've been having a lot of fun just jumping through chats like that and and meeting people and i'm, I'm gonna try and uh do that a little more often i think nice and hopefully create a similar sort of community on on my own streams yeah like i don't want to i don't want to go like i'm not looking to make this huge stream with thousands of viewers and no and, and make all this money i don't want to be a fucking ninja that's not my goal i just want to just just a nice little fun community i can hop in and chat with and play some video games you know i wouldn't complain about the money but no no but like that's not that's not the goal in my no. mind yeah, no I mean, it's I not it's not no the goal it. it would just be a perk if it did oh, come yeah, into play for sure yeah um and then hopefully create some viewers and, and maybe a bit of a following so that if we do this kind of charity streaming in the future, then 
maybe we can set our goal even higher and raise more yeah. money. Fuck yeah. So yeah, that is everything I've been up to. You got anything else before we get into this October uh, spookiness? Because we got to touch on it a little bit. No. Yeah? Y'all good? Uh, I'm ready for it. Okay. What have you been watching? What have you been playing? What's What have you been spooking about, man? Well, I was hoping to play uh, some Resident Evil 7, but Ooh, PS4 shit yeah. the bed. Of course. So... Common, common theme in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um... For the most part, like, I watched the new Halloween. Yep. And other than that, it was mostly just me going back and re-watching old movies that I love. Yeah, yeah. That's um, mostly what I've been doing. Okay. Uh, before, let's save Halloween for the end, because that's the big fucking finale here. Yep. Uh the only new horror movie I've got around to watching, I've been slacking on the horror, honestly, this month. Uh, I finally got to see Hereditary. I still haven't seen that yet. How was it? Oh, dude, really? That movie is fucking terrifying, man. Sweet. It, it is the kind of horror movie I am hesitant to watch a second time. Because wow. It, like, honestly, man, uh, it, it just creates this feeling of, like, discomfort and unease and it lasts the whole movie um such a well-made movie too like it is genuinely scary they don't go for cheap scares at all um just so good like i still think i still think i like a quiet place better but i think this one scared me more fuck uh, the only other real horror I've been watching, last night, uh, myself and Charlotte started watching The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. I've been hearing a lot of good things about that. It's fucking great, man. It's, um, it's different. It's, like, the way that they shift between, uh, times and scenarios is a little almost like Pulp Fiction, in that they don't tell the story in, like, a linear fashion at all. Um, Okay. They kind of, like, it's like, this, like, it'll be a scene before the shit went down, and then they'll they'll cut to, like, you know, 20 years later, and then they'll cut to during, and, like, but it's told in, it's done that way for a very specific reason, because they're giving you bits of information at a time, and it's really smart the way they do it. Um, but it's scary as shit, um, and, and the one thing that I fucking love is they, just for the, just for the hell of it, they hid, I think the number's like 40 or 50 ghosts in the background of this show that they don't mention at all. So, like, you could be watching the show, and then just, in the background, there just happens to be this one face in a tiny pane of glass that you might notice or you might not notice. Or you might notice, like, oh, wait, is that someone standing at the end of that hallway? And then, you know, it's gone. Uh, and they did that in every episode. And it's terrifying when you notice it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, we watched the first four episodes. I'm probably like we're probably gonna binge the shit out of it this week. And it, it like, if you just want to know what it's about, it's it's basically like your classic haunting story. There's a you know the house is haunted, the family's in there, they gotta get out. But it tells the story of what this does to a family, and like the shit that they're going through years later, and like the fucking like um. Uh, like, they're a broken bunch of adults who were a group of kids living in this haunted house. And they are infinitely fucked up. There is not one among them who really has their shit together. And it all roots back to this. And, like, there's still... Like, it's not just about that, because there is a lot of spooky shit happening in the, the current day. Um, but it's it's a really interesting aspect, I gotta say. Um, loving the show so far. Definitely, definitely lives up to the hype. Sick. And I think that is most of uh, the horror I've really been into lately. I haven't, I, I haven't lived up to my usual standard of watching a fucked on a horror in October. Yeah, I think mostly because of Spider Man because I played that for a, like a many, many hours. See, part of it for me was, like I said, trying to keep up on the superhero stuff. And then I'm working so much, and Emily doesn't like horror, so my main time to watch horror is when she's at work or something. And then there was a little bit there where our work schedules lined up perfectly. So then it was like, well, I'm not going to watch horror when I'm home, because when I'm home, I'm spending time with her and taking the dog for walks and running errands and stuff like that. And then when she was at work, I was at work. So never really got a chance to watch a lot of horror. And then when I did, it was just kind of like, yeah, there. I could take a chance on this new thing, but I'm just kind of in the mood to rewatch something I know I love. Yeah, that's fair, man. Yeah. But yeah, the only new horror movie I've seen lately at all was the new Halloween Okay, let's get into it. How good is this thing, man? I argued with someone because I've had a few people say that they were disappointed with it. They didn't really like it at all. They thought it wasn't good. Yeah. And I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I said, like, I felt like, like, when I watched this movie, it felt like I was watching a classic Halloween. Like, it gave me similar feels to, like, the 1978 Halloween. Yeah. Which it's a sequel to. Like, it basically pretends all the other Halloween movies didn't happen. It's just a sequel to the first one. The first one? The first one. Oh, really? I thought I thought they just skipped um, from three onward. I thought they picked up from two. I didn't realize that. They may have, but I didn't really catch any references to the second one. Okay. I mean, they might have been there. I just might not have picked up on them. Okay, gotcha. But it's 40 years after the first one. Yeah. And, like, oh my god, it was so good. Like, usually I'm not a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis at all. But I thought she was fantastic in this movie. I thought she was great. And the thing I was saying to a buddy of mine he agreed with was, like, a lot of the people who were telling me that they didn't like this movie were, like, early 20s. Okay, yeah. 
And so the horror movies that they're used to watching are like these paranormal activity movies and stuff where a lot of the time it's an on-scene thing and there's a lot of jump scares and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that that's what their standard for horror is. Well, yeah, because like even someone in that age range, like what they would consider to be more of a classic horror uh time wise would probably be like even closer to like nineties slashers and, and saw and stuff like that where where Yeah. They based a lot of it around jump scares and gore for the most part. Yeah, and there's not a lot of either of those things in this movie. Yeah. Because because horror back in the seventies and eighties was more about like well crafted scares and, and playing with the the emotions of the viewer, right? Like, like the scene that it showed in the trailers where he's like dropping the teeth over the top of the bathroom stall. Yeah. Like, that's something that, like, I know it's very unlikely to happen, but it's something that could actually happen. Like, can you imagine being in this dingy gas station bathroom? Doing your business. Because when you're on the toilet, you're very, like, you don't think about it every time you go to the bathroom. But when you're on the toilet, you are quite vulnerable. Yeah. You're exposed, like, you know, you want privacy as much as possible when you're in that setting. And to have someone standing outside the stall like feet pointing in so you know they're facing the stall you're in and for them to drop something over the top of the stall let alone human teeth like that's very unsettling that's unsettling as fuck man yeah and yeah it's just a lot of shit like that but then like spoiler alert like Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode, has been preparing for this for 40 fucking years. Like, she's been just waiting. Like, she's said, like, until she knows with 100% certainty that Michael Myers is dead, she is just preparing for him to break out and come after her and her family. So, like, when he finally gets out and he shows up at her place... She has that place McAllistered up. <laughs> I, li- I like that term, McAllistered. That's good. Like, she has that room, or she has that house geared up. Her daughter, like, resents her because she's like, oh, my mom's just this crazy old woman who has mental illness and PTSD and ruined my childhood by... You know, teaching me how to shoot guns and, like, putting me through all these drills and things like that to prepare me for this boogeyman that's never gonna, you know, come after us. But then he does. And, like, you see, like, this mother and daughter who have this very, very strained relationship. Nice. Like, come back together and she's just like... You know, like, telling her mom, like, I love you so much. And, like, you know, it's... And then 
they work together and oh it's so good here's my question though in this movie at any point does Laurie Strode trick Michael Myers with a recording of an old gangster movie no no you don't have any Merry Christmas you filthy animal are there any micro machines in this movie I have no idea (laughs) you gotta save that for the rewatch yeah really though I'm excited to see this. I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to Halifax uh, next week, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's uh, a week from Wednesday. And hopefully, I'm going to get a chance to see a couple of movies. Uh, Halloween is top of the list, though. It should be. Um, Judy Greer plays her daughter. And you know what? I I am a fan of Judy Greer. Um I thought she was funny, like, attractive. Like, I used to have a crush on Judy Greer. And, like, I mean, I've outgrown having a crush on her, but I still think, you know, I still enjoy her work. I I especially liked her bit in Marmaduke. Didn't see it, never will. You've never seen Marmaduke starring, holy shit, this cast. Holy shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, this is the perfect tangent. We haven't had a tangent all episode. I'm going to start listing off actors, and you're you're not going to believe where this list goes. Marmaduke, 2010, starring Owen Wilson, Emma Stone, George Lopez, Fergie, Lee Pace from Guardians of the Galaxy, Christopher Mintz-Plasse, uh, Judy Greer, Kiefer Sutherland, Sam Elliott, William H. Macy, uh, Chris Colfer from fucking Glee is in this. Jesus. Josh Gad, Ice T. I think I need to watch Marmaduke. I'd watch it just for Josh Gad. Yeah, he's great. I, I really like him. I wonder if Owen Wilson says wow at any point in that movie. I really hope so. I think he's physically incapable of not saying wow. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm very fucking tired. You were up since what, four? Yeah. We're coming in at twelve hours now coming in at 12 hours on very little sleep on top of that and we're in the middle of a 24 hour stream so you're gonna be up for a while yep yeah i got i got lucky when no one else volunteered for the first slot because now i get to finish up at 3 a.m yeah yeah at least i don't have to do the last one yeah well that's mitchell's uh ball house anyway Ball house? What am I talking about? What is a ball house? <laughs> Wheelhouse, ball pit, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Mitch Mitchell's ball house, okay. Uh that should that should be Mitchell's solo podcast. Welcome to Mitchell's Ball House. And you know what? I have just found the comment for the out of context comment for his for his stream. Okay. Let's timestamp it. I'm gonna hop into Mitchell's Castlevania stream. And just say, welcome to the ball house. Yup. Okay. Okay, welcome to the ball house. So yeah, uh, we talked about some superheroes, talked about some Halloween, we talked about Marmaduke. Um, I think I'm, I think that's about a good spot to wrap it up for the episode. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, it's good to be back and doing this again. Uh, hopefully we can keep some... Uh, consistency in the future at all (laughs) 
Um, but let me see. It's no good to really uh, plug the stream on this because it's gonna be over by the time this come this this comes out. Um, but if uh, if you're in the mood for something like that, you can check out our uh, Twitch streams over at www.twitch.tv slash uh, mine is the atomic beard james yours is x jimmy x romantic x if i'm yep. correct yes sir you can also check out mitchell's the uh my co-host from final form he's currently streaming right now but uh, he is under this is the master m over on twitch uh, yep. as always you can check out other episodes of jedi dropouts final forms and other spinoffs over at uh www.podbean.com slash jedi dropouts uh what else do we have going on you can also find that on the, on itunes and other podcasting apps of course follow us on social media we're on all the social medias do we have anything else going on here i feel like i feel like i'm missing something but i can't think of what uh maybe youtube coming up but not at the moment okay yeah i'm looking to get into twitch streaming on an actual schedule I will update on the next episode if I have a schedule of any kind. Looking at maybe Mondays or Tuesdays, and uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing like actual like uh, walkthroughs of games that I'm trying for the first time. Uh, gonna start with Uncharted Four, looking at trying some stuff like God of War or Red Dead Redemption Two, maybe um, stuff like that. You know. Nice. And uh, yeah, I guess that is it. Next time we'll uh, we'll hopefully have uh, more of a full episode planned. But this was fun. It's good to get like uh, some of these little reviews and and just talking about uh, recent stuff and and like just topics that have been on our minds a bit. Hell yeah! Getting this stuff out of the way, you know. Uh, get around to some more mailbag questions. Thanks everybody for submitting the mailbag questions. As always, we love it. We appreciate it so much and. Uh, I don't know what the total is going to come to or what the total is at this given point in time, but as of right now, at the recording of this episode, we're still at 190, and thank you to everybody who donated to that Twitch, the, the Extra Life Twitch stream. Like, it's so fucking cool. Can't thank, can't thank you all enough. I, and I'm, I haven't made my donation yet, but I will be donating um, at some point today. I'm just going to just gonna throw a nickel at my computer and hope it works <laughs> where's the coin <laughs> slot on this thing <laughs> i think it's behind the usb port uh, so yeah <laughs> okay uh thanks everybody thanks for dropping by and something something drop out later peace Has been a Jedi Dropouts production.